All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, positive Friday. Welcome back to the show. It's a Gregor show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440. Oilers Nation uh, YouTube. Uh, we thank everybody for watching and uh, listening. Oilers, of course, taking on the New York Rangers tonight. Stuart Skinner. Taking on Jonathan Quick, who is 9-0-1. And it sounds it's crazy to say, but the orders, you'd probably almost face just, rather face just Sturkin right now. Sounds nuts, I know, but just Sturkin's got an 888, uh, in the month of December. He's got a 906 on the year. Jonathan Quick's 9-0-1. Shut out the orders back in October. Now, the order, they didn't test him a ton, although he did make one really big save in that first period, if I recall, but, um, the orders are going to have to test him for sure. Uh, Jonathan Quick can still go side to side and on the ice, man. He is unreal. Unreal. Uh, we got, I'll, I'll update us on the uh, month of giving. We had a big push there. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, we'll update you all and don't worry. I'll get uh, your numbers to uh, Lisa and she'll be uh, calling you guys uh, and gals very soon as uh, we welcome into the studio as we always do on uh, Positive Friday. She is a Olympic gold medalist and she is our Monday co-host on the Kevin Carey show on Sports 1440. Lori Ann Munzer uh, joins us. Uh, Lori Ann, welcome back. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Doing awesome. How are you doing? Good. Is your Christmas shopping done? It was done about a week and a half ago. Of course. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Preparation over there. No big deal. Like you said, you got to have a plan, <laughs> right? Uh, got to have a plan. Outline where you want to go and go do it and it's much easier. 
Yeah, I didn't have too many people to uh, to pick up for, so that's okay. Okay, so today yeah. I'm going I'm to talk about, because you, you obviously focus a lot on the mental side of, of sports and preparation and all that stuff for, for athletes. And um, so Connor Brown's season hasn't gone the way he would like. I think that's, you know, Captain Obvious thing to say. Right. And coaches, they'll work with athletes, they, especially veterans, who, you know, who they get a little bit longer of a leash. And there was other things he was doing okay for a while, but then eventually it just... You know what? Uh, he wasn't scoring. He was getting outscored. Uh, then he was, you know, had some a few bad giveaways in that Islander game. So he's healthy scratch last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, the mindset for an athlete. And I was looking back. I couldn't find the last five years when he was healthy scratch. He might have been healthy scratch as a rookie. It was hard for me to tell because you know maybe he was banged up. I didn't know. So, but really, as an established player, hasn't been healthy scratched. So it's a new thing. And we all know, like, it's easy to say, well, you can't pout and you can't solve because if you do that, you're going to be done. But it's easier said than done. You're competitive. So what are some things you've dealt with athletes where the season isn't going the way they want? And you got to refocus during the year. It's different if the season ends and then you got all off season to refocus because after a while, then you're like, you're working out, you're feeling good, it's easy. Yes. But now you're in the middle of it. So what are the things that Brown has to do mentally that can help him when he gets back in the game? Well, number one, I think this is the greatest gift he could be given. And it's not just because it's Christmas. It's just he will learn so much from this and learn more than if he's winning. And one of the things we've talked about is doing a reset. Go back to the fundamentals, go back to the basics, go back and just make everything simple. And, you know, it's that acronym, keep it simple. Stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just... Kiss. Yeah, and it's just go back to when it was working, what were you doing? And if you can look back... Go backwards, go from now the past eight, nine games and go, okay, what wasn't working? Where do I need to improve? And when you go back to the simplicity part of it is there's a lot of clues there. They're not going to be obvious at first. That's the challenging part right there. But is go back. You, you, you got to go back to when it was working. What was my mindset like? What was my physical training like? What was my schedule like? What was my calendar like? And how much time was I spending doing the mental preparation? Was there times? Was there gaps? Was there holes? Was I doing it every day? And typically what I find is there's always one or two things that slip off and we don't do them because it's going so well that it's working so well. Why do I need to spend more time working on it? It's not that. You need to do it consistently every day. And that's why I... I say to my athletes, you got to be consistently consistent every day. And there's something small that is missing from what was working before. And it's just, you got to figure it out. There's clues. Game one was a clue. Game two was a clue. Game three was a clue and so on. But we rarely take the time to reevaluate it. Now, what about, because things for him, like you lose confidence that every athlete does at times. Even we saw with Connor McDavid on a small scale earlier this year. So Connor Brown, he hasn't scored a goal since March of 22 because, you know, then he went the final 13 games or 14 games of that year. Then he comes, starts the next season, plays four games, gets hurt. So that's a whole calendar year. Now he comes to Edmonton. It's a new team. There, you know, obviously people know the contract, even though his cap hit is only 775. There's the bonus overages. So there's more pressure. And now you're up to Christmas time and you haven't scored. Like he, th- that feeling of scoring, there, there's, even though you play well, right? It, it's probably like you can race great all the time, but if you don't win, right? You're kind of like, oh God, eventually it, it gets. Do you know what's normally happening? You're trying too hard. Yeah. All you're thinking about is win, win, win. I got to win. I got to score. I got to yeah. win. I got to score. And that's when you screw up. 
Yeah. You do. And it's like, just go back. Go through the drills. Master those drills. Where are the deficiencies and what could you do to improve? Get the puck up, right? Where can you improve? And those are the points that you need to start thinking about is forget about scoring. Is where can you improve? And where can you improve 1%, 2%, just a little bit more? Yeah, wow. You can, and how about overthinking it? Like, can you spend too much time on video if you're a guy like Brown? I think you can. I think you can in any sport. I think there should be a certain amount of time. Set it. Do it. When the clock runs out, that's it. That's all. Okay. And then make the time where you are, make it really great. Not good. Make it really great. Make it the best. Number one, be present. If your mind's wandering, it's like, well, that's you've just lost a bunch of time. But make every minute count of when you're on because that's going to translate onto the ice as well. Florianne Munzer joins us. Uh, on the opposite side of that, and it is Positive Friday, is a player like Adam Ernie, who's who's you know in and out of the lineup. He's been out of the lineup more than in. He gets his opportunity and plays very well again. And if you actually look at a lot of his numbers, you can make an argument that eh, the guy probably you know had deserved to not sit out, but that's kind of the role player he is. But that mindset, it's hard. It's easy to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready. But it's hard to be ready. When well, you, when you the don't question play is, when long. you say, I am going to be ready, is it I am ready? Because there's a big difference. There's a difference between wishing and being it. Yeah. So okay. are you ready or are you going to be ready? Mm. And most people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to be ready when I get the call. Mm-hmm. Here, here's an instance. Um, <laughs> O2... I had a ruptured appendix. I was in Quito, Ecuador. I made it home just in time here in Edmonton, back home. Um, I woke up. The doctor said, I have some good news. And I have some bad news. Good news is we figured out what's wrong with you. You had a ruptured appendix taking care of you. Bad news is you're going to miss the world championships. And I was on fire. I was like, that was the year I was going to win the world championships. So I prepared to live in Switzerland. I had no idea if I was going to be accepted, if I was going to have the money I was going to train under a seven-time world champion, live mm. in Eagle, Switzerland at the World Cycling Center. Like, I, I, honest to goodness, when I got the call, I thought I'd gone to heaven. Honest to God. And I prepared from September when that idea was planted in my mind right through, and I think it was just before Christmas that I got the call saying, yeah, you, you can go. And, you know, first week of January, I was on a plane to Switzerland. But I tell you, every minute I was preparing so that when I got the call, Jason, yeah. I was ready. But how, how do you prepare to be ready? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm a one-sheet kind of person. Everything fits on one sheet. And my whole month, my whole quarter was written out, and then I broke it down so I knew exactly what I was doing training-wise, physically, okay. mentally. I was also working, too. So Monday to Friday, 8 to 4, I went and I went to the, the legal firm. Um, I trained before work. I trained after work. It wasn't on the bike first. I had to recover from a ruptured appendix. But then I got better and better and better and better. And that's the whole preparation. You've got to look at the whole preparation and go, okay, here's what I've got for the week. What do I need to do for today? And you need to make today count. So when I was on the bike, you make it count. When I was in the gym, you make it count. And we talked about this last week. 
everybody has a picture of something. It could be what they don't want or what they do want. People are out Christmas shopping in the mall. We see them. And you can see the ones that are on a mission. You, you don't want to get in their way. And other people are just, oh, looking around, looking around. But when you have a picture of where you're going, what you want to do, that's why I said that there's a difference of, like, are you going to be ready? Or, boom, I am ready. And, and there's a big difference. It is. So for, because I think we got a lot of text people asking about, you know, teaching that to young kids, right? Like professional athletes, it's their job, right? And so for a lot of kids, you know, we see it all the time. I got to, this comes in from guys, I, I coach you, you 17. I find the biggest challenges from game to game, uh, the, the readiness of players is very different. It is, will be. is there a way for me to help that? Or is that just normal at that age? It's normal, but are you going to accept it? That's the question. So what are you doing in terms of preparing the athletes for the game? Like, do you have a pre-game routine? Like, I I was thinking about it going, yeah, I always had a ritual of what I did. And I mastered that. I goofed in the beginning. It was it was horrible. First, it was non-existent. Then it was horrible. And then I started to figure out. What made it horrible? (laughs) I I just wung it. I figured, oh, "Oh, I could fly by the seat of my pants. I didn't have to do the work. Well, those were usually the the worst races and the worst results. But you know what? I learned the most going, you know, I had that funny feeling in the pit of my stomach and I wasn't going in prepared. I wasn't going in as, you know, Steve Bauer going to the Olympics. I wasn't going in as Kurt Harnett. I wasn't going as, heck, when when I played hockey in Toronto, we had to pick names. I was either Mrs. Lenny McDonald, Mrs. Daryl Sittler, or Mrs. Gila Fleur, because you had to pick, you know, who your idol was, who your hero was. And I mean, I'm dating myself. You can go back to those days. But are you showing up, and I'm going to just say slack Alice, just flying by the seat of your pants, or are you showing up as professional? No. And, and you've got that choice. But the kids don't know. Uh. If they've never had that experience, and as a coach, you need to impart what do you know, what has worked. If you walk the talk, they're going to follow you. Yeah, I'm I'm hiding an alarm clock in our dressing room tomorrow because my team has not started the games very well. We've been down 2 nothing and 3 nothing in a lot of games and come back, but you can't always come back. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it has so... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hide an alarm clock in in the room and have a and it's pretty loud and annoying and it's gonna go off and like what is that noise right and then I'm gonna well, and do you know what an alarm clock is do your parents use an alarm got to get up and go to work well we got to be ready yep. and and so we've done visualization but I think I need to be more consistent with it my challenge is I'm like I wanted to say well I'll make it a competition and the kids that show me they're ready can get the first shift but I, but I know that starting is such a big deal for kids I want everybody to start and I just rotate it normally so yes. I don't want to get out of that habit but I want to find ways that it's like a, a healthy competition in a way that if they have a good shift that the, you know now the next line goes out and it's like hey here you go but let's be ready because I, I watched it and actually I think it started in our warm up we had a lot of kids who just like warm up was fun but they weren't 
and our warm-ups are only two minutes, so it's not like I'm asking them to warm. It's not the NHL. They're not warm-up for 20 minutes. Two minutes. Three, maybe. Yeah. Right? So you're just like, and, you know, they're not really paying attention. You know, one kid's going in line, and the next one's supposed to go, and he's standing there, and he's not watching. And I'm just like, there's, you're not ready. And so first shift, of course, not ready. Right? It's like so our here's team a has to get down to nothing to wake up. Why not have, instead of a competition, why not have a brainstorming session of going, what did the first shift do to get ready? Yeah. And what can we adopt as our regular routine, our regular practice, our regular, okay, here's how we warm up. I mean, when we were doing plyometrics, I, I was looking at some of the stuff we had to do at the start and going, why are we doing these sumo squats? It's like, you know, you're a yeah, this yeah. famous sumo wrestler and you're squatting down, you're coming up and you're kind of hugging your legs. And it's like, when you understand what is behind why we do the warm up, it's to prepare you. So then boom, you're ready to go like on a flash that you're not even thinking about it then it becomes part of your dna it becomes part of of your routine of it 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 just happens i had been off of the bike for two years they had cops coliseum in hamilton they they put and built an indoor track it was oh my gosh it was crazy i think it was like 54 degrees it was 150 meters around so so fast so steep I hadn't been on a bike in two years a track bike i got on the bike and i did exactly what i had done because it was ingrained, but it was, I knew what the drill was. I knew what the warm up drill was. I knew what the cool down drill was. I knew what the segue was going to be when we started to move into higher, faster, quicker drills. But if the kids, the athletes, don't know what they're going into or how to prepare, they're going to be flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah, it's tough. And, the, and then that's not success. And success are little habits that you string together one at a time. It could be, ask them, ask them this question, Jason. Which skate do you put on first, your left or your right? The piano player takes their shirt or their jacket. It's always one or the other. Yeah. I put my left shoe in. I put my right shoe in. I put my helmet on. I zipped up my skin suit. I adjusted my glasses. (laughs) But what, what happened if you put your left shoe on before your right shoe? I, o- I always put my left foot on. I never put my right foot on first. Like your shoe, though? Like, let's say when we- No, it was always left. It was always left? And even to this day, I still put the left on. You still put your left I, on first? I put my boots but on did you all like Did that just start, or did you consciously say, this is what I need to do to get myself in a routine? So I know I'm doing it, so I started doing the left, or did you did you all just do the left without even no, thinking? No, I didn't. I just did whatever shoe happened to be closer. Okay. But it wasn't until my coach said, which shoe do you put on first? I didn't have the awareness, and right now the young athletes... Mm-hmm. Don't have the awareness. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. But there may, there's there's a difference. Right. Left foot or right foot. Doesn't matter which one they put on first, but if you want, hey, if you want to start getting ready, this can be an easy one. Now, I know we've talked a lot, like, you can't have kids, because adults can't. I've talked to sports psychologists, like, you can't focus for that extended period of time. Like, this whole thing of, like, when goalies tell me they can't talk in the morning of a game, when the game is at 7 o'clock at night, and you can't have a 7-minute interview at 11 in the morning, like, give me a break. (laughs) That's the best thing they could do. That's the best thing they can do. Get out, talk with the media, share your story. See, actually, if you can take the media... And then swing them over to tell what you want, the message. I mean, we need more athletes talking out there and and talking with the media. Yeah, it's such a a weird thing for me. But uh, 
Anywho, uh, Lorianne, as always, we appreciate it. Uh, have a very uh, Merry Christmas and, and a Happy New Year. We will talk to you again in 2024. Thank you. Happy Christmas, everybody. That's uh, Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist. And uh, you can listen to her, uh, well, not this Monday or next Monday because they're off. But uh, then the Monday of the uh, 8th, she'll be back with Kevin Carius here on Sports 1440. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we got, hey, we got a lot more uh, updates to get to in the, uh, actually, no, let's do it right now. We got a, we got a boatload of them that, uh, that just came in. So we had uh, John and Brian were in at 100. Uh, Curtis came in at 200. David, Brian, and Don each came in at 500 which is awesome. And we just got another one uh, from another David in at 100. So, uh, man, I, I'll do the math on that, but uh, we are getting closer and closer filling out the, uh, and we're not even uh, halfway through the show. This is Unreal Positive Friday, helping out the Adopt-A-Teen today. Also, Delta Valley Landscaping has uh, uh, generously uh, agreed they are going to match the pyramid of giving. Uh, so uh, Christmas beer on the adopted team kind of help, uh, you know, hand in hand. So they're both needed. So Delta Valley is going to donate their 7,500 to the Christmas Bureau and our pyramid that we are building is going towards adopt a team. So 833-401-1440. Uh, we now need four people at $100, two at uh, 200 That's it. We can fill her up. Now we'd always like more for sure, but uh, we always got to get to the minimum. Then Delta Valley is going to be uh, donating 7500 So 100s and 200 right now. Four people and two people. That's only six. Six listeners. Probably get that done before the commercial's over. 833-401-1440. On The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Positive Friday rolling through. How are you as you make your way through? Man, the mall's busier today. A few last-second shoppers. Oh, my God. I should probably get a video. You can just see a few people. Just uh, like the look of fear. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Uh, I waited this long and I wanted to get to my son or daughter or my spouse and they don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's a tough one, man. It is, uh, it's tough. Uh, we, we had a few funny texts from people. Yeah. I did some, uh, last minute shopping at 7 Eleven. Got some, uh, scratching wins. <laughs> now, if those hit, it's a pretty good gift. So, yeah. But you know what? Uh, most people show up, give me your time, give them a smile. Look him in the eye, listen to the story. That's uh, probably a better gift than uh, you can get uh, than a piece of clothing. So, and although, like, I'm curious now because um, do you still? For I'm going to ask this for any of our like, you know, late teens, early twenty listeners. Like, do you still have the aunt or the uncle that uh, you know, like, God love them, but they like they they still feel the need to buy you a a shirt, and it's usually not necessarily something that you would wear. Right. So you smile and you're happy about it. And then you're just like, like, what am I doing with this sweater? Like, I know Strutty would love it, but, you know, most others, I'm just, cause I remember there was a few years when I had that and I was like, oh, you know, and like I tell my aunt, it's like, you don't need to give me anything, honestly. Cause it was almost like, well, God, I'm never going to wear this. And I feel bad cause it was just, you know, it was never something that I would wear. So I'm curious, does that still happen now? Do you have the aunt or the uncle or is it everything gift cards now? Like gift cards seem to be, uh, you know, they're definitely easier for sure. More convenient, no doubt about it. Um, but I'm just curious about that. If there's still, uh, you know, my aunts and uncles obviously aren't buying me gifts anymore, which is fine. I don't need any at all. Uh, let's go around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, did you know that the uh, local McDonald's are all locally owned and operated? Edmonton, St. Albert, Shirt Park, Leduc, Beaumont, by people that live right here in the community. They own it. They run it, local people. And a big thing they do is help out Ronald McDonald House. And did you know that they're expanding? They're going to double the size. So shout out to all the McDonald's franchisees and uh, giving back with Ronald McDonald House. 
as uh, Molly Walker from the New York Post joins us. And uh, Molly, I would love to know the answer. What has Jonathan Quick been drinking this year? Is, is there like a fountain of youth? Because that guy is on fire for the Rangers. You know, they always talk about that there's something in the water here in New York. You know, bread is rising better in New York. You know, Jonathan Quick, fountain of youth, you know. So it's uh, it's been a really, really great year for him. I definitely think that... Uh, you know, the Rangers goaltending coach, Benoit Allaire, has had something to do with it. That's an easy, you know, kudos to give. But they've been working together closely. And, you know, I think it's so impressive that Jonathan Quick, at, at his age and for how long he's been playing, was able to, you know, make some adjustments to his game, especially coming off of a, a bit of a down year. So it's been really impressive and it's been huge for the Rangers. Oh, like when your backup has not lost in regulation, he started 10 games. He's gotten your team 19 points. Like, oh my goodness, he's 9-0-1. That is spectacular. He shut out the Edmonton orders uh, in Edmonton on October 26th, and uh, he'll get to start against uh, Skinner tonight, and then I'm assuming it's going to be Shesterkin against the uh, the Sabres tomorrow. But how much of this is the coaching staff saying, hey, we really like Jonathan Quick, and how much of this is Igor Shesterkin has an 888 save percentage in December, and you've got McDavid and company coming in town. And are they almost protecting him from the vaunted orders offense? I definitely think that Jonathan Quick's numbers against Edmonton has been taken into consideration. I think if you look at his whole body of work uh, against the Oilers in his career, it's it's pretty impressive. But I, I think that Igor is uh, starting to get back to his game, actually. It was a bit of a rough start. Uh, this month, but I definitely think that he has started to tighten up. He had two big wins um, uh, recently, so uh, but yeah, I think I think Jonathan Quick is just he's he's done pretty well against Edmonton. So I think the coaching staff uh, was happy to give him the nod tonight. Um, looking at the Rangers, when you follow them closely, how how much of line matching do they like to get on home ice? Like, will we see a lot of the Zabanajad line against McDavid as much as we can tonight, or they can, I should say? I definitely think that Laviolette is a matchups guy. Um, I definitely think that he's particular with his matchups. I, it's a possibility that make, uh, that the manager line could get it, but he's also, you know, shown a lot of faith in their fourth line as well. He's given some tough, big assignments to that fourth unit as well. Jimmy VC, Tyler Pitlick, and Barkley Goodrow. Um, very defensively responsible group. And then you got Jimmy VC there, who's been adding some secondary scoring as well. So could be either or, but definitely definitely a matchup coach, uh, Peter Laviolette is. Well, you look at Barkley Goudreau, you know, Stanley Cup winner. He, he doesn't shy away from uh, the matchups against top guys. Uh, you know, Vincent Trocek, uh, third best in the NHL in faceoffs at 63%. I could see, you know, now his line with Panarin and Lafreniere, they play, I looked it up, they played 250 minutes together, Molly, but uh, they're minus six at five on five. Uh, they beat out scored 17 11. And the Rangers, I was kind of surprised. They're in first place. They're actually minus one five on five as a team. Their special teams are unbelievable, right? First and uh, mm-hmm. fifth uh, best power play, fifth best penalty kill. Are, are they at all concerned? Like, is it just goals for? Are they a team that's out chancing and out shooting the opposition and just not getting luck? Or is there something that you see that they need to improve on five on five? 
I think that they've struggled a little bit with odd man rushes this year. That's been like the one little area that's kind of bit them a few times, and they get caught in track meets sometimes against teams that are capable of that, and that's kind of hurt a lot of their numbers, I think. They, you know, I, I know that uh, Steve Valquet always likes to talk about how Stanley Cup championship teams are always in the top categories and not in defending odd man rushes. So, But they, they've started to tighten up uh, in that area, but I think that if you're looking at their numbers, that that's definitely one of the recurring issues that they've had. But, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, special teams has been a really strong point for them. And five-on-five, I think, has always been uh, a weaker area for this team just because, you know, I think that they do have gotten a little used to uh, relying on their power play and their goaltending a lot. But, um, yeah, that's odd mid rushes is probably, probably what I would boil it down to as the area that they need to tighten up the most. The Rangers are in first place, and so it doesn't seem from the outside anyway that there's really any glaring area that they would be looking Mm -hmm. at. But uh, here we are. We're about, I don't know, 10 weeks away from the trade deadline. Is there anything you'd think that the Rangers, like a specific, do they need a right winger on a certain line or a center? Is there one area that they would like to improve on before the deadline? Yeah, absolutely. I think you just mentioned it. I definitely think that they need another right winger. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, Blake, Blake Wheeler has been, uh, you know, he's he's definitely started to get back to his game a bit, but I don't think that the start of his season in New York was exactly what the Rangers had hoped that it was going to be. Uh, they've got Johnny Brodzinski up now, too, on the right wing of the third line. So I think that you know, he's an AHL guy, but getting an opportunity here now with Capo Caco out on long-term injured reserve, but definitely the right wing. And, and that's been uh, their MO for all of the trade deadlines in recent memory there. They're constantly looking to fill that, that right wing void of Vladimir Tarasenko, you know, Patrick Kane. So that's definitely going to be another another uh, point of emphasis for them at this trade deadline. How has Blake, Blake Wheeler played overall? Overall, it's been a mixed bag for sure. I, I think that at 37, he's he's lost a bit of a step, but it's definitely ramped up in the last few games. And he even openly admitted that in the first six games of the season, uh, he just wasn't feeling like himself. But that's understandable coming from a guy who spent his entire career in Winnipeg. So it, it, an adjustment period was expected. Um, but I think that now he's getting a second chance on the top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. And I think that he's starting to find a bit of a groove now and, and settling in a lot more and, and finding more of a role. But, you know, you go from being the man and with one organization for so long to a bit more of a, of a you know, of a, of a different role in New York. It's going to take some time to get used to, but probably a mixed bag is, is how I would answer it. And uh, lastly, Molly, I know ESPN's following uh, the, the orders around. They've done all three of their games on ESPN. Um, is McDavid uh, and the orders a pretty big draw for ranger fans like is there going to be a little extra juice in uh, one of the best rinks in the league well i think that anytime one of the best players if not the best player in the league comes to town that there's always going to be a little bit extra juice in the building i think madison square garden feeds off of stardom that comes into the building so i definitely think it's a big matchup and the fact that they didn't get to see mcdavid the first time they played them earlier in the season the three nothing shutout I definitely think they're going to want to be looking to prove that they can do that to the Oilers team with or without McDavid. Molly, really appreciate your time. Thanks very much for this. Uh, Enjoy the game and have a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and all the best in 2024. 
Thanks so much. You too. Thanks for having me. That is uh, Molly Walker joining us from uh, New York, beat reporter for the Rangers. So Jonathan Quick, 9-0-1. What the hell is going on? People thought Quick was done, but uh, clearly not. He, he has been a revelation for the Rangers. And you know what? The, Ra- the Rangers are very happy that Yaroslav Halak, when they offered him a contract, because they offered him a contract, and he was looking for more money. And they said, okay, well, we'll move on, because he wanted 1.5 again. And they said, well, we can't afford that. So then they went out and they signed Jonathan Quick. And, man, he has been an absolute steal for the New York Rangers. But uh, the orders, hey, as Molly pointed out, uh, there was no McDavid when the uh, Rangers shut them out. Uh, that order's top line right now of McDavid, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins are absolutely crushing it. Look at them on the cycle last night. Like, it almost was like men against boys. They were killing them on the cycle. Now, the the next step, they got to get they got to get a little bit more of a Zach Hyman mentality on McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. They got to shoot the puck a little bit more. Like, both of those guys had some really good chances right in front. Like, I still can't believe Nugent Hopkins on the power play. What the hell was going on? He's in the right in between the hash marks. Bouchard passed him. There's no one around him. That's his wheelhouse, his snapshot. And no, passed it up. The other thing, comical last night. Did you see Nugent Hopkins try a one-timer? <laughs> like, he's got an unreal snapshot. But if I'm his teammate, I'm getting the video of that. And, oh, like, honestly... It looked very awkward. Did you see him take a one-timer? He's not a one-time guy. Like, one-timers are hard to do effectively as an NHL player. Man, I thought that was quite funny, Con. Did you see that? <laughs> Took it from distance, too, right? Oh, like, God, it was like a muffin. <laughs> two strides across the blue line. Shooter, shoot, though, Gregor. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah, yeah, but this, <laughs> but his his one-timer slap shot was a classic last night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Nick, when they get back to town uh, uh, after New Year's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him about it because he got a deadly snapper. But honestly, like, I can't remember the last time I saw Nugent Hopkins take a slap shot. Was, and why would he practice it? It's not something he needs. Right? It's not something he needs. Honestly, like, most forward, like, you see kids, they all want to have a good slap shot. But the truth of the matter is, in a game, how often do you ever lose a slap shot? Right? Like, unless you're taking one tease uh, on, the, on the power play, there's not a lot of one-timers in minor hockey. And now, defensemen, different story. Right? And defensemen got to be very good at taking a slap shot standing still. Right? Got to be very good at that. So I get why they practice it, but it is funny. And it's fine, kids. They want to practice a slap shot. It's great. I get it. You know, it seems great, but you think about it. Like, when is, like McDavid, the odd time he'll take a one-timer on the power play, the odd time. Not very often. Remember, uh, Drysaddle even poked fun at him a few <laughs> years ago about, well, eh, it's kind of a muffin, right? But now it's improved for sure. But Nugent Hopkins one-timer last night, like, I was dying. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Just because, you know what? Hey, NHL players, 100-point guy last year, and no, hey, one-timers are hard, and it's just not in his forte at all. Did you happen to see uh, Leon Drysdale, like, I guess, bringing it up? He kind of had some fun with McDavid and his muffin, his happy birthday message to Cody Cece on Instagram. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> nah. Face first into the board. Yeah, happy, birthday. happy birthday. And that's I, Well, if you watch, though, like that was one that was never on a broadcast. Like They got that in film room somehow, oh, yeah. for sure, because it's kind of grainy. <laughs> Well, that's, and that's what friends, that's what you do to your buddies. Those are the best. Like you have a group text with somebody. There's a picture of someone at some point, kind of an embarrassing photo. You just wait, Hey, happy birthday, man. It's great. And then you send the photo. <laughs> that's how guys say that uh, they care about you. It's just how, cause if you're not chirping, they probably don't like you. That's how it works. 339, quick sports, uh, 1440, uh, update on the month of giving. 
We got uh, Cody came in now at uh, two hundred dollars. Uh, so man, we are uh, Chuck came in at a hundo. We are uh, we're almost full. We might we might have to set up a new one here. Something different for the final two hours of the month of giving. But this is amazing. So let's try to fill it out by four o'clock. We need two more people at a hundred and one and uh, two more at uh, two hundred. Very simple. Two at one, two at two. And uh, we are uh, filling out the Pyramid of Giving. And then uh, that means that our uh, good friends at uh, Delta Valley Landscaping will be doubling it. 7500 Their 75 is going to Christmas Bureau. Our 75 is going to Adopt-A-Teen. It's awesome. 833-401-1440. Help fill it out. Two at 200, two at 100 right now. A little extra brass brands for you. I'm going to pause the Friday. Welcome back. Jason Greger Show. Sports. 1440. Oilers Nation YouTube as the uh, Oilers in New York to take on the New York Rangers tonight. We'll get to uh, that. We got a lot of Gregor. Am I hearing you right? Jonathan Quick hasn't lost. How's that possible? Well, the Rangers have outscored the opposition every time he's in goal. I know I'm being a smart ass, but yeah, it's nine one one. I agree. It's uh, it's been quite the season for uh, Quick. He's got a nine twenty six save percentage. Of course, he uh, shut out the Oilers back on October twenty sixth. There was no Connor McDavid in that game. I would think having 97 in the lineup tonight will be a, will be a welcome addition. For sure. Uh, we got uh, a few more uh, donations coming in. Uh, we are now. We just need one more to fill out the. Uh, who wants? Who wants to be the last block in the pyramid? We need uh, one more at uh, two hundred dollars. Uh, Reg came in at a hundred. Our boy Reg. Uh, we had uh, Dale in at uh, two hundred, and uh, we got. Clive came in at $100, and uh, he's donating in his memory of his daughter, Britt, who passed away six and a half years ago, and the pain is still hard. Wishing you all the best. So, well, uh, my man, uh, Clive, we wish you the best. And uh, we talked about it earlier. I know, hey, you know what? The Christmas is awesome. It's so much fun. Uh, you get to see your loved ones, hopefully your friends or whoever you want to spend time with, if you can, if you celebrate. And it's also, there is a time where you... You know, you, you think of the loved ones that have gone and, oh, man, uh, you know, losing a parent, sibling, uh, mother, father, but, man, losing a son or a daughter for for, uh, for all of those people, uh, an extra extra big uh, hug from us here at Sports 1440 and uh, Oilers Nation YouTube. I cannot imagine that one. They always say the uh, the hardest death is for a parent to, uh, to lose their child. So, uh, Clive, uh, thank you very much uh, for the donation. You're going to help out uh, – uh, a few teens uh, this year, and uh, we hope that the uh, the memory of Britt um, is plentiful and uh, will, in a little way, fill that uh, void uh, without her gone in your life because uh, I'm sure that is uh, very, very difficult. Hey, Gregor, do we know if there's any lineup changes for the orders? Uh, we do not yet. Well, we do know for sure Stuart Skinner will start in goal, Colin. Uh, so Skinner will get the start up against Quick. Uh, no defense change, obviously. The the only change maybe we saw Sam Gagne leave after he took that stick in the mouth. Now he might have just had to go. You know the orders were leading six to uh, well five three I guess when he went out. But uh, and then McLeod made it six three. So d- does he need to come back in that game? Probably not. Depends. You know how serious the damage was. Did he lose some teeth? Uh, you know you get a few of them chipped off. It's brutal. As long as there wasn't any like, you know, major damage root canal or anything like that, I would think he probably could play. Might have to play with a face shield tonight. But I'm trust me, if Gagne wants to play and he's wearing a bubble, I'm playing him over Brown tonight for sure. 
And the other one, you saw Derek Ryan leave late in the third. Well, he didn't leave. Well, he left the ice. He got absolutely rocked behind the net. And he left the, uh, uh, skated off to the bench. And you saw him in the last 45 seconds. He was, uh, it was bent over. He was feeling it. But you know what? That just could be, you know, short term pain. So we won't know if, um, if those guys, but that's the only change I could envision is if uh, maybe one of those two isn't healthy enough to go, that uh, Connor Brown would get back in the lineup. Because honestly, the, like you can't take Adam Ernie out. How can't like what message you send to your team? Hey, Adam, all you did was score a great goal, by the way. And uh, now you're going to come out of the lineup for a guy who has no goals. Like I can't do it. I, I don't think you can do that as a coach. You, you can't. So uh, maybe it's going to be one of the other ones, or I don't see any uh, any lineup change uh, coming tonight for the uh, Edmonton orders. Why? Now the orders have a chance. Do you know that they've the orders have only been at 500 in points percentage twice all season. Right? They were above when they beat Chicago that put them above. They when they beat New Jersey, they uh they became 500. They were 12 12 and 1. Then they were above when they beat Chicago. Then of course they lost three straight. Now they're back to within one. If they win tonight, they would come into the Christmas break. At 500. So that's something to shoot for for them. Obviously, they want to keep pace. They're going to have to win uh, more than they lose here down the stretch. Uh, they have a few extra days off at Christmas because other teams are playing on Saturday and then they're playing next Wednesday. The orders don't, they play tonight and then they don't play again until next Thursday in San Jose. Thursday, San Jose, LA game next Saturday, and then they're into Anaheim on Sunday. And uh, Anaheim got bad news if you watched uh, their young rookie Carlson last night. Just kind of a freak, unfortunate play. Uh, Weger and him were battling. Weger fell. And I don't know if that's a high ankle sprain or. A- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Knee or something, but it did not look good. And uh, he could be uh, out of the lineup for a while. Hey guys, in my fantasy pool, Connor, a goalie win is five and a goalie loss is minus two. What are your thoughts on putting Skinner in against the Rangers from Skippy? 
I mean, I guess I, the question would always be, what's the roster look like? Do you have anyone else? Well, do you not believe in Stuart Skinner? Do you not think he can get the job done? That does make it interesting, I mean, depending on the matchup game to game, but come on, you got to believe in your guys, right, Gregor? Well, again, it's in fantasy, <laughs> fantasy football, to me, once you let emotion, that's usually when you lose. You got to say, okay, what's rational? Now, Jonathan Quick, the odds are, I would say, hey, if I'm judging a few things, A, the orders are playing better as of late, right? Um, Stuart Skinner's playing a lot better than he was earlier in the season. So there's that. Then there's the fact that, like, Jonathan Quick's 9 0 1. Is he going to win? Like, is he, he's got to lose at some point. Now, I don't know if that point is tonight or not. We'll see. But it's a good question. Like, second half of back to back. Right now, the orders, this is their first back to back of the season. The orders are actually very good in back to backs last year. I, I think, didn't they go like, didn't they win eight? Of nine or something like that? I got to double check. But uh, that's what I thought it was last year. I thought they were quite good in the second half of the back-to-back. So uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. Hey, guys, as long as Gagne doesn't look like he did after Cassian's stick from uh, Shorty. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to look that bad. Right? Yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, I still remember that. Like, oh, Think about it. Order fans hated Cassian. Remember when he was mocking him afterwards? And then a few years later, Cassian became a fan favorite for a while in Emerton, specifically when he scored that goal in the 2017 playoffs, and the crowd's going crazy, and he's in their face, and then he's scoring in the regular season. They're like, oh, we love this guy. Then he got paid, and he didn't live up to his contract. And although his contract, he's never going to live up to it. That was just a bad contract that they signed. I don't really blame the player. Of course you would take it, but that was a bad signing by them. So... We'll see. Uh, speaking of fantasy football, Pete Carroll says Kenneth Walker the third did well today. He looked fine, so uh, he should be expected to draw in against Tennessee if you're uh, into fantasy playoffs or not. Let's get to the ski report because many of you, as you get set for skiing, you'll be thinking about uh, what's going to happen in the mountains. Am I going skiing this weekend? Am I going skiing next week? Well, here is the Snow Valley Ski Report. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Friday, December 22nd, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Lots of skiers and snowboarders have some snow at the top of their Christmas list as the current drought continues around the capital region. Hard to believe with the scant amount of snow we've had, but there is some cross-country skiing to be indulged in in and around the city. Currently Nordic skiing at Gold Bar Park, Strathcona Wilderness Center, and the Leduc Rec Center, with all other places waiting for for some no- more snow to open. In the mountains, Marmot Basin received trace amount of snow overnight and have most of the mountain open, but still waiting for the debut of the new Knob Quad Chair as well as the Eagle East area. In Banff, no new snow at Norquay, Lake Louise, or Sunshine, but all three resorts have all lifts running. Nakiska and Kananaskis has 39 runs open, and Castle Mountain currently just operating the lower mountain. Fernie, 83 runs open. Kimberly, 40. Panorama, 138 runs in operation, but no new snow at any of the these resorts. In the interior, Sun Peaks, Big White, and Silver Star all receiving a bit of fresh snow recently and opening more terrain and lifts heading into the weekend. Kicking Horse by Golden has two new centimeters, and Revelstoke got three new centimeters overnight. Key things to remember in the mountains right now is that the conditions are early season and lots of natural hazards still out there amongst the scant snow. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. I love it, and uh, hey man, Santa Claus... For all of our skiers and sledders, all of our farmers, anybody in the city, man, we need some moisture. We need some precipitation. It would be great. Oh, you're flying around with Rudolph. 
Can you uh, somehow, uh, maybe as you're uh, you're stopping in, do you know what? Just bring a few inches of snow. Would be great. Wake up Christmas morning. Wrap all the gifts. There's no rush. Unwrap the gifts, I should say. Not right. If you're wrapping them on Christmas morning, probably got a problem. And unwrap the gifts if you haven't already wrapped them on, on uh, unwrap them on Christmas Eve. And then we can have like family shoveling parties. It'd be great. I'd have no problem with it. Have all day. Don't have to work. Most of us. So, for those who do work on Christmas, kudos to you. Kudos to you. But yeah, that would be nice. Old Jolly St. Nick. Need a little snow, please. Need some snow. Just look in the backyard. Like, even my dog's kind of like, where's the snow? Well, maybe not the dog. Maybe she's probably pretty happy that she doesn't have snow. So, but I would like some. Cons, what about you? Are you a snow guy? Yeah, for sure. Especially at Christmas, I I prefer a white Christmas. Did a few uh, few stints down in Palm Springs for Christmas. My grandparents had a place down there. Just wasn't quite the same. So I definitely prefer snow. Especially being someone who, for the time being, lives in a condo. It's quite nice not having to shovel or anything. So. Give me that white stuff. I want a bunch of it for Christmas, although I don't think it's going to happen. No, probably not. <laughs> Brown Christmas. Yeah. But hey, miracles happen every year. <laughs> miracles happen. Maybe there'll be a miracle in uh, in uh, northern Alberta when it comes to snow. That would be great. 3.57. Coming up, uh, Wanya Gretz will uh, join us. And uh, we have one block left. In our pyramid of giving, we'll have raised $15,000 in the first two hours today. 7500 to the Christmas Bureau, courtesy of Delta Valley Landscaping. As uh, Mark and the gang there had uh, sent a note that uh, they wanted to sponsor the uh, pyramid of giving, which is uh, fantastic. And, um, you know, the, they did the, uh, they got the patio at Remax Field. Some of you have probably sat on it, enjoyed it. It's lots of fun. They do a lot of uh, active community centers around town. So a big shout out to uh, everybody at Delta Valley and their generous donation of 7,500. They match it. We need one $200 donation and we will get to 15,000 in the first two hours of the show today, which will be great. And then we'll have to, I don't know, have to come up with something for the, uh, for the final few hours, month of giving, see what we could do. I'm going to crunch the number, see where we're at in the total for the month. That's what I might have to do during the break. So uh, who wants to be the last square of $200 to fill in the pyramid of giving today? 200 bucks for the adopted teen, and we will be at 15,000 bones, which I love. 833-401-1440. Text in. 200 bones. That's what we're looking for. Or I guess two people at 100. It doesn't matter. Either one. 833-401-1440. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley. And... Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Again, many and all of the uh, Fountain Tires locally owned and operated. And uh, they offer a wide range of auto repair and services from their experts. And I will say this. Uh, I met uh, quite a few of the uh, the franchisees at Specs Tournament this summer. They must. There's a lot of golfers. I've noticed some pretty good golfers. Like, I wonder if Jim Bailey works, considering how good his golf game was. I'm just curious in the fountain tire circles. How's that go? Does he have like a golf simulator? I'm curious. Is he putting in the time? I'm going to have to check his uh, his clock there. He's got a lot of golf shots in him. So 
If his uh, if his tire changing skills are as good as his golf skills, you're in good hands. Fountaintire.com.